Hi, this is your host Jojo Binks and you're listening to I Can Talk Underwater podcast where you can learn anything and everything under the sun. Pretty much, you will learn random shit. Hello everyone, Jojo Binks here and I'm so excited to be here. I don't know why I just sang. Welcome to my first episode. If you haven't listened to introduction, a quick recap on what this podcast is about. I will be chatting to everyday people about their stories. I believe everyone has stories. For me, I find them very fascinating. I cry, I laugh, and more importantly, I learn from them. So this season is focusing on that. Also, there will be episodes that it will just be me sharing my experiences or share things that I've learned and give you my point of view on certain topics. You don't need to agree with me, but I aim to give you different perspectives and provoke your thought process. So there will be 12 episodes in this season and I will be releasing them every Wednesday. This episode, I had a chat with my beautiful friend Mona. She is one of the smartest people I know. She unfortunately lost her life savings from a phone scam. Similarly, I experienced fraud when I was building my house in Canberra. There are so many fucking scams out there. This episode is to show you that you don't need to be a dropkick to be scammed. Let's get into the episode. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I understand that is quite confronting and something that you don't want to talk about, but I think it's quite an important topic. I heard about things like that happening in the past to other people, like not mm. quite as elaborate. And I always thought like, oh, like how does that happen? Like how can people be so stupid or whatever? Yeah. And then I like when you're in the moment and you're like panicking and you just don't know, or you don't know what to do or like what to say or who you can trust or whatever. And all you want is for this problem to just be sorted out, that you just yeah. believe this this person that you think is a, like a, an authority figure and you just go yeah. with what they say, yeah. hoping that it will just be over, right? Tell me about you and your background in terms of education background. So at the moment, I'm 37 years old. So mm-hmm. I've done all my education. I went to college after school, which in the UK is for 16, 17 year olds. Yeah. And and so I did my A-levels there. So again, that's a UK degree. Yeah. After that, I did a qualification in journalism. I went to university. I studied Japanese uh, mm. for five years. And then after that, I did a master's in library studies. I'm a librarian now. You are quite smart and quite switched on. And you hold a professional job. And with the scam, what was the consequence of that? Did you lose a lot of money? I lost all of my money, every single penny that I earn, everything. So oh I had God. nothing left, nothing at all. Wow. So it was, and then, so I guess like exactly what you said, people tell me that I'm smart. But after that happened, I felt stupid, like just yeah. so stupid. Like, yeah. how could this happen? How could this happen to me? Uh, but like you said, a lot of people said to me afterwards as well, if it can happen to you, then it can happen to every, anybody because you seem so smart and you would yeah. be aware. Yeah. And I was like, I guess so. But still you feel stupid. I felt so yeah. stupid. So how did it start? How did you even get to interact with this scammer? Oh, well, it was just, it was such an, it was so elaborate. It's, it's almost in three parts. It started and um, I was waiting for a parcel from Hermes. Mm-hmm. Hermes in the UK are fucking shit. Their yeah. parcels are always late. Oh my God, they're so annoying. I was waiting for the parcel for two weeks maybe. And then I got this text message from Hermes mm. saying, oh, your parcel, we're holding it. 
So you just need to pay two pounds and we'll deliver it to you, blah, blah, blah. Mm, mm. So I was like, like, oh, bloody hell, finally, here it is. So like I went online, I popped in all my details and all the stuff, thinking like that would be my parcel. But that was, that that text message was a scam. So these people just sent that text message to everybody and just hoping that maybe one person will respond. And then I was that person because I was waiting for a parcel. And so I put in all my details and then that was it. I didn't really think about it. And then the next thing that happened was that I got a phone call from Hmm. the bank, from HSBC, my bank. And they said, it looks like you've entered your bank details. Did you click on a text message? And I was like, yeah, I did. And they were like, they tried to take money from your account. So when yeah. I checked my HSBC account, I could see they tried to take a couple of thousand pounds, but it yeah. was in this pending area. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, that's, oh no, don't worry, don't worry. Like we'll sort it out. It's all fine. It's all fine. We've caught it early yeah. enough. And I was like, okay. And then, Ooh. yeah, but it turns out at the very end, there's HSBC people. That was all part of the scam. That was part of the scam. Oh so they my God. The text, they set up the text message. They took the money and then they called up pretending to the, be the bank. But it's not just it's just some guy. It was like multiple people. I was put on hold. I was transferred to somebody else. They asked me to just to double check that it, it definitely is the bank, that the number that they called me from is the HSBC number, which it was because it's written on the bank. Mm. And it's the same number that they called me from. So I was like, okay, well, it's definitely the bank. And of course, they somebody is definitely trying to take money from my account because that's mm. true. So mm. I'm just going to believe these people and just do everything that they asked me to. And so then it just became this whole thing where I just started transferring my money over to them essentially and that was it all of my money <laughs> oh and then as soon as it was over as soon as like i transferred everything and i put the phone down i realized straight away oh, you've done shit yeah because at the time you're just so panicked you're just doing whatever and then and yeah and then i put the phone down and then i was like holy shit i think that was a scam <laughs> and then i called hsbc and I explained what happened and they were like yeah no we would never do that i was just like oh my god no <laughs> Oh yeah. my god. Then, oh god, it was awful. I was like, I was like a big fat mess, just like on the floor. I would text my husband, like, you need to come home right now. And he was yeah. like, Oh, I'm just in the shop getting yogurt. And I was like, Oh, the yogurt. I'm no. on the phone. They opened the front door and I was just on the floor, sprawled on the floor, bank cards everywhere. I was just crying. Oh my god, it was horrible. Because the bank knows you've got scammed. Did you receive yeah. any help from them? So it's a little bit more complex in the way that I transferred the money because not only did I transfer the money to them what I did first is I transferred it into one of my other bank accounts and then transferred it to them so as far as mm-hmm. HSBC are concerned I transferred it to a, a, a one of my bank accounts so that's mm. not fraud that's fine mm. and the other bank Starling they said they were pretending to be HSBC on the phone not Starling so it was all a bit oh my god yeah, yeah. It was, so it was stupid I mean I made a particularly stupid mistake so I no. essentially I shared my details with a third party which is you know mm. like Starling would have been a third party to HSBC anyway so I just I fucked it up massively anyway yeah. not really um, because like when you give when the bank calls you they ask for mm, personal information like what's your name what's your date mm. of birth they do ask for those information and yeah, what are you yeah. gonna do not give them Otherwise, they're not going to help I know, you. I know. Yeah. And if, you, if I had time enough to sit and think about it, I would have been like, okay, this doesn't sound right. But in the moment, you just, mm. you don't think that. You're just like, holy shit, yeah. someone's trying to take money off me. So I'm just going to do what the bank tells me to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so I didn't get any money back because of the way that it was handled. Because it was transferred mm. from one of my accounts to another account and then to theirs. And in the end, mm. it was just, they were just like, nah, not, none of the banks had helped me. So I had to report it to the police, which I did do. I've never heard back from them. I don't mm. know. You know mm. How do you trace these things? Like, like, 
And then there were mm. a few of my friends were saying, you can fight this, you can carry mm. on. But to be honest, like maybe I mm. could have done, but I was so distressed and it was yeah. so painful. And mm. it went on for months, went on for yeah. months and months. And I was just like, I just need to be over. And so yeah. I was like, I'm just going to put my losses and just leave it because I was just upset all the time and like crying. Yeah. I was so depressed. I thought for me, it's best to just put a line for mm. it and just move on. And, yeah. and I and guess it's, it's not just like losing your money. It's about your personal ego. How could I be that stupid? I did a master's degree and then suddenly some random dude just scammed me. I can kind of relate in this story because when I was building a house, my builder got mm. liquidated. And the, the result of that, we lost $200,000. Oh. Oh, we have this home insurance that if the event that the builder goes down, we get 85 grand, which in the big scheme of things, it's not that big, but it will help. 85 grand out of 200, mm. it will still help. But then I remember at the time when I was dealing with this builder, I received the certificate, say John Construction Property Limited, but they received the certificate, I actually saw it. I go, hang on a minute. This certificate says John Builders, not Constructions. Anyway, so I went back to the builder and says, hey, there's a typo on the certificate. I entered the contract with John Constructions, not Builders. Can you please call the insurance back and amend the certificate? And then he said, oh, this is all under John Company. It's all the same. I go, no, I entered the contract. I want uh -huh. it to be the same. So I was like, I thought I was being smart. Yeah. Anyway, so he sent me an email back with the certificate saying I entered the contract with John Constructions Propriety Limited. Cool. Anyways, but I didn't do this next step. I didn't call the insurance company and say, hey, is this insurance legit? Oh. I just took it in good faith. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. When the builders went down. I called the insurance company. They were like, we're not mm. going to give it to you because you, like the, the certificate is frauded. So you entered a contract with constructions, not builders. Oh. And I remember at the time, because just like you, you're so distressed already. You lost a lot of money. And then mm. now you're like, fuck, I'm stupid. How come I didn't <laughs> check this? Like, how could I? It's such an easy thing to do. Why didn't I just call them? Oh. And, oh, it's just so frustrating. Oh, oh, and it was just like the heartbreak. I was just like, yeah, I guess for us, because there's a few of us that are victim and yeah, the yeah. accumulation of money is quite massive. So we ended up going to the media. So it was like a big thing in, okay, Cam in Canberra. So at the end of the day, the insurance pay us out. But we're talking about six months, six months of fighting with oh. them, going through lawyers and that heartbreak, I guess when I heard you, when you said you got scammed, it was just like, I am not stupid. You're not stupid. My partner yeah. at the time wasn't stupid. We're all educated, working in the professional mm. world. We still got scammed. And you said before you used the word victim. And that's really important, I think, because we concentrate so much so much on how stupid we are not that we were a victim of crime crime doesn't always have to be violent and horrible you might not know the person that mm -hmm. this is a crime and you were a victim of it and it was yeah. a violent crime but it still it hurts emotionally and like it still hurts physically as well for days I couldn't get out of bed and like all mm. things like that it's and I think you know there comes a time where there came a time for me when I had to forgive myself for being mm. stupid so you just mm. have to be like 
this happened and it happens to people and yeah. I'm a victim and I forgive myself and oh, it's sure. painful as it was yeah. and it will never happen again but it mm. will never happen again now at this time when I didn't really have loads of money anyway I'm yeah. a billionaire whereas if it happened later on when I might have more money then it would be so much more painful yeah <laughs> it's, yeah and I think you're, you're right we are the victim of an elaborate crime mm. of people that don't have any conscience that they can just take money out of someone and don't even feel bad about it. Now they're like yeah. walking around with money. So they're celebrating that. I know, but it's happened. And the good thing is that telling other people about it. Yeah. One thing that happened in my story is that the exact same thing. So the same text message, bank, entire mm. thing happened to my brother the week right. before that it happened to me. But well, he mm. was smart enough at the time and realized that it wasn't true. So he put the mm. phone down quickly, mm. but he didn't tell anybody. So if he would have yeah. told me... Then, then it would have like planted in your head, right? Yeah, and then well, as soon as it happened to me, I'd be like, oh no, this is a scam. He didn't tell me, but he'd feel sorry for that. Yeah, but that's why I want to tell people about it so that mm. other people can know if in case this happens to them. Vulnerable generation would be the boomers. Yeah, definitely. The older you get, the more like out of touch maybe people are with technology and then you, mm. it becomes more risky for you. But even happened to me and I'm, I'm young, it can really happen to anybody. <laughs> Yeah. And they're only going to get better and better. They won't be able to do this fraud that happened to me anymore because people will be too have aware. cut on. So yeah. Have yeah. And then they'll have to move on to something else. And then it'll, it will keep getting better. So it's scary. Scary thing, really. Well, I received a message the other day. It says, Hey, mom, this is my phone now. I lost my phone. Mm. I'm like, I saw that. Yeah. For me, I'm like, Oh shit, like other people would have taken that on because, especially if they're waiting for their daughter or something. Yeah, oh. people oh are so God. shit. Why can't they just be fucking normal? Get a fucking job. I know, I know. Ah. I saw someone else that had that same like same mom message, and they yeah. just replied and was just like, "Fuck you, mom." <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that. Yeah. So now that it happened to you, what are the things that you are more vigilant about? I think a lot of the time now I'm very, I'm scared a lot of the mm. time. So I have to enter my bank details into something or if mm. I get a text message, then mm. I'm really worried now. So I'm very cautious. Mm. So for example, I was buying concert tickets last week and there's so many websites that sell concert mm. tickets and I'm mm. like, is the, one, is the one legitimate? And like, I'm just yeah. really, I, I just make sure I double check, I triple check absolutely everything. Mm. I make sure that the details I'm putting in are so, I'm supposed to, the ones that I'm allowed to give away. And so, yeah, so I'm just, very careful about especially websites about where I enter my details mm. I also never have um you know sometimes if you're on a website or your google chrome can save your details I never do that I never save anything so every yeah. single time I set my card out and type it all in again yeah, really yeah it just makes me feel better so just little things like that and sometimes I think oh it's annoying that I'm turned into this like scared person now because I'm I really am scared all the yeah. time at the same time, as long as it keeps me safe, it's fine. So it made me learn as well. Some people might just be a little bit more savvy about these things that never happened. Mm. Or just bad luck as well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I'd be able to share the story on the platform and hopefully reach a few more people as well. Yeah, thank you so much. I don't know why I put a code name to the, the builder that scammed us. The builder that did us dodgy was Sublime Constructions and Development Proprietor Limited. Fucking asshole. I hate him so much. Please, if someone is pretending to be a bank, tell them that you will give them a call back. Call the bank yourself. Don't let the bank call you first. After speaking to Mona, I realized these people are so fucking smart. They 
do an elaborate plan to get money from people, why can't you just get a fucking normal job? You are so smart, dude. You could probably be the next Steve Jobs. I don't know. Just do something right for other people. But people just shit. I really hope you learned something from this podcast. And I'm so grateful that Mona shared this experience with me and with you guys because it is very traumatic and sometimes reliving such um, an emotional journey brings you back to that moment of vulnerability and heartbreak. Just want to let you know that you don't have to be a dropkick to be scammed. You could be the smartest person in the world. And if the plan was so elaborate, you could be fooled. She is right. Most of the time, the victims of fraud or scammers, we blame ourselves because we think we're stupid. And how could we let this happen to us? And at the end of the day, we need to learn to forgive ourselves and move on from this adversity and not let this situation consume us because otherwise we're never going to move on with our lives and be happy. So please don't let those assholes ruin your lives. For those scammers, fuck you. Anyways, I hope you guys learned something from this episode. Please subscribe and share this episode. If you have any topics that you want me to explore, follow my Instagram called I Can Talk Underwater Podcast and send me a DM there. And lastly, please leave five star ratings. If you can't, leave four and a half stars. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Love you long time. Bye.